Hi, and welcome to Weights It Takes, episode 47, the Tory Krug episode. Boo! Um, also my house number. Dylan's house's episode. Don't dox me. Um, we're back. Trey, joined as always by Dylan, Tucker, and Cam. How are we, boys? Oh, we're doing fantastic. Another day, another Wasted Takes episode. The <laughs> NBA draft is going on right now. Uh, the Celtics just made their pick of Neesmith. Which is a horrible pick. I hate it. The only time I need a knee smith is when I hurt my knee. So we can get more into that. <laughs> Tell him what's going on. Um, <laughs> so winners and losers, let's square this up. Uh, I did not do a, t- a poll for this week. There was some confusion on whenever we were going to work. Trey, getting the loser. episode up. The episode did not go up on time, so I didn't want to I put was, out. I was yet. busy. So we do have two winners though from our previous two weeks. The first winner is Dylan Benham. Collecting his fourth point for the candy ass uniform take, an absolute great take to win a point from. And the second take, Actually, I love the second point is to be decided because we ran a tiebreaker poll between Cam and I, um, and it got 50% of the vote both, both times. Um, so what we've decided to do is coin flip. Uh, Cam has elected Dylan to flip the coin. I will call it in the air, um, and we will have a winner. Dylan, whenever you're ready. Uh, sure, let's go, right? Yep. Tails. It is the great state of Iowa, yes! Tails. Point to me for my pander pit take. The coin has decided Ooh. impartial flip. So I move into a tie with Cam at 11. Uh, Tucker sitting at 14. And Dylan sitting at 4 with not many weeks to go. Tucker, are you... Oh, we're going to restart? Yep. Oh, so Tucker, are I you a little nervous? Uh, we're, we're closing in on you. What? Um, Cam, the coin flip did not just go your way. Instant analysis. Um, pretty upset, but uh, I mean, karma's karma. Karma will come back and get you. I'm not too worried about it. Everything happens for a reason. Um, so <laughs> that's all I got to say on the matter. All right. Um, I call myself a winner because I'm looking at the headlines right now. And uh, Clemson just cut their men's track team. So my cut the sports team, the fringe teams take, still still taking one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, any other winners or losers? Um, no, but I will say, at the beginning of almost every episode, you crack a beer. And almost every single time when I'm editing, I delete it and add the fake beer noise in. Just so you know. Don't know what that has to do with anything. I don't know. I just right. thought about it. A little peek behind the curtain. Yeah. All right. Editing. Uh, Cam, lead us off. Waste of takes. Go ahead. All right. Waste of take. Here we go. Um, so this one is special teams related. Um, it's social media related. I don't know how many people are familiar with the kicker on um, makes YouTube videos. His name is Destroying. Destroying. Uh, I'm not sure you. if you're familiar with him. Uh, so he went to UCF, a little backstory. He got a scholarship. He's a soccer player by heart, played football in high school, uh, his like senior year, junior, senior year, something like that. Got a scholarship for UCF cause he just booted the ball like crazy. Um, while he was at UCF his freshman year, he was making videos on the side and he was making profit from YouTube and UCF basically gave him an ultimatum said you either quit football, lose your scholarship 
and you can keep making videos or you stop making videos or donate all the money back that you've made and you can keep your scholarship and he quit football and kept making YouTube videos and makes a lot of money now. Um, I've seen his content. I've also seen the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I think that you got a better shot just taking somebody straight off YouTube. You're already the laughing stock of the league. Why not take a chance on somebody like that instead of a third string kicker who's never kicked a ball in his whole life? I don't even know where they found this guy. I don't know if he's still kicking for them. I think it was a couple weeks ago. Um, anyway, Jacksonville Jaguars are wrecked. They are the second biggest laughing stock in the league. They're already going through injuries. If you're going to, you know, keep losing, you might as well lose the fashion. I think they need to give this guy a shot, at least give him a, a training camp, um, and see if he can't kick a couple field goals for you. Destroying to the Jags. All right. Uh, I like this take for multiple reasons. The first being, screw the NCAA. Um, this is ridiculous that a kid can't earn money based off his talent. He's not, he's not like benefiting. He's not using the school. He's doing it himself. Um, he's not getting sponsorships. He's earning money through his work from kicking. Should be absolutely allowed to do that. So A there. B, I like fringe kickers. I like guy. You don't see a lot of college kickers pan out. You have like one right now in Rodrigo Blankenship. I love um, that guy. Love him. But the guy on the bill, the Bills guy was a uh, Joey good. Sly. No, he's he's Panthers. I don't know. Hauska. Bass. College kicker. Bass. But he was a college kicker. I don't know. But anyways, I, I just played a You don't there. see these college kickers. A bunch of college kickers don't go. Like only a, only a handful make it in their rookie year, and only a handful of that handful actually ends up kicking past a year. So I love this idea. Uh, I don't know who the Jags kicker is right now. Um, so yeah. And neither do they. So go ahead, uh, Tucker. I love this take. Uh, I actually like destroying, but further from that is I don't understand why these teams that are tanking don't just hire like personalities like this to play on their football team. I would go a step beyond and just hire a bunch of celebrities and just <laughs> people like that to play. You're not trying to win games. That's not why you're playing. But you know what? Why not sell some jerseys? In the process. Like, just get celebrities. Just maybe, like, sign, I don't know, Justin Bieber to your team. Like, won't do anything as a football player, but you know what? You'll have the highest views you've ever had in a game in your life. You will sell more jerseys than you've ever sold in your life. And if it wasn't a COVID year, you'd sell more tickets than you've ever sold. It's In terms of a financial move, it makes so much sense if you're tanking. Number one, you can guarantee that you're not winning any games. And number two, it makes it so that people want to watch the games. You're going to have a bunch of people watching because you have celebrities on the team. So let me make this take actually make sense that you have. Okay. It doesn't make sense in its current form because why would these superstar people just sign up to play football? Why not? Are you, are you kidding me? Like, I'm sure there's because, celebrities because that are Justin like, Bieber would die. You know, it'd be fun. Okay, but, like, not Justin Bieber, but, like, maybe, like, a guy that's got a little bit. Like, no, this is what I'm saying. Like, uh, Jay Cole to an NBA team or something like there's that. There's a bunch of fo- former football players that have become superstars. The Rock. The Rock, yes. Brock Lesnar. Half the cast of The Bachelor- Bachelorette right now 
the, the contestants are former NFL players. You sign those guys. You sign the guys that have football experience that have moved on and are now celebrities. You bring them in. Dylan, uh, your thoughts on the kicker? I think that guy should 100% be making his videos. He's probably making more money and having more fun uh, than being yelled at for having fun making videos. So right on that guy. As for Tucker, uh, that seems like an incredibly stupid idea to just bring in I'm, random people off the street as publicity. I didn't say if random you, people if as you, celebrities. If you do it for like a joke for like a day, oh my god, look, he like does this celebratory first kick or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I feel like finding the kicker, there's only 31 teams or 32 teams, however many there are. I, I feel like there should be enough people in this world that are good at that job. Like, are they just hiding somewhere? Is it hidden talent that people don't know that they have? They're in or, Eastern Europe. Or That's do, where they are. Or do people just like not, people probably just don't play that role because it's always left for like the dweeb who kicks in like high school. Nobody really wants to, it's like sought after like, I'm going to kick for my entire life. You should have been 16. that dweeb, Dylan. Well, yeah, but. I got a couple things here. I got a couple things to add on to that. One, I think I would go out on a limb and say destroying is probably making, you know, about the same amount of money we are from our podcast, which is a lot. Um, Very true. And then people make a lot of money. Also, we spend more than we make. Um, I would also say that have you ever seen rugby players kick? Because they drop kick it, and the field goal is like three times as small. And you can drop kick in the NFL. I think they need to sign some rugby kickers and then yeah, you said, drop Trey said Eastern European or 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 just fake field goals and just tr- like truck people. You got you know you can do both. So that's another aspect that you can add in. Maybe we need well, to. Well, two things. This this destroying guy is guarantee you better than the guy the Patriots just wasted a fifth round pick on. So I don't know why you're drafting kickers high if they're not proven like this kid is he's got tape everywhere and i just want to go back uh to losers and winners because we i don't think we ever addressed cam's last kicking take which was odell beckham will kick a field goal loser loser cam mark it down. yeah big loser all right i've got a waste to take it's continuing off conversation that i had with our uh one-time guest star ben herrick who i don't think is any longer a listener got fed up with us um I, we talked about gordon hayward who he pushed back his option deadline to Thursday to tomorrow, um, to Thursday, and this is probably so they can find a trade fit for him. Um, my take is that losing Gordon Hayward is a good thing for the Celtics. Now I don't dislike Gordon Hayward. I think he's a good player. He's not what he used to be after that injury, but he can't help that. It's just a freak accident. He's a good guy. He's got a nice family, but honestly. I just don't feel he brings out much to the team. And I think that what the Celtics need to do to be successful is they, they need a big who they did not just draft, by the way. So, But they need a big, and and they also need to trim the fat. And what I mean by that is you need, if you want Jason Tatum to take that next step into superstar mode, you need to get, he needs to have more space to move and more, you know, m- more ability to get the ball. I'm not saying that Hayward took away from him that much, but he took away from him a, a little bit here and there. And um, just he was Hayward just hasn't done enough for me for me to for to warrant another contract for him in Boston. I like the guy, but 
I think that losing him is going to give Tatum more of an opportunity to grow and this team more of an opportunity to grow, maybe get some other guys better around around Tatum. I just think that this team needs a reset. Uh, this roster is not winning a championship, especially in the East, which just got a lot better this past these past three months. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say that Gordon Hayward leaving the Celtics is a good thing for the team. Um, I agree with this. On the condition that we can get someone with that money. I mean, I think if we just lose him with nothing on the other side, I think it's a net negative for the team because I'm pretty sure, like, in terms of overall productivity, I think that he was a positive for the team. He was a really nice player to have coming off the bench. I mean, having a six-man that scored averaging 17.5 a, a game. Really and, a six-man, though. I mean, he didn't start. Are you sure? Didn't he start, like, most of the season? No, because Jason was at three... Jalen was at the two. They played small. I thought he started the four. I don't know. Did he start? I think he did. Nah. Well, if you win some, you lose some. Still, a guy that's shooting 51% and averaging 17.5 points per game is a guy that's beneficial to the team in my mind. And he was, it's not like he was a defensive liability. Um, but, I mean, if we can get a guy in that spot, because he's not worth the money that we're paying him, obviously. Because there's nothing against him. Like, he had a horrifying injury that no one expected him to even be as good as he is now after coming back from. But, I mean, you can't expect him to be the player he used to be. If we can get something for with that's like a $30 million a year player and his replacement, fantastic. If we don't, I think it's a net negative, even though now we have like 12 small forwards on the team. I also think you should use the money to save from him to sign – some veteran bench presence. It feels like that whole bench is super young and super inexperienced. If you get like a guy, like how the Lakers had Rondo last year, I feel like that helped them a lot, just having that veteran pre- presence off the bench. I think LeBron um, helps them a lot. Well, I'm just saying. He I was think also that, pretty helpful. That, that helps. But <laughs> I think if, if you need that veteran uh, presence, maybe in the front court to come off the bench. Uh, Dill? Yeah, Hayward, like uh, Tucker said, he, he had that – in, devastating injury and you know you don't know what you're really going to get out of him now and we're definitely paying him more than what I think we should but it really just comes down to this team is like built the Celtics with a lot of the same type of players and I know Hayward's a little bit different than Jalen Jalen's a little bit different than Tatum you know but they really need to you know spread the wealth in terms of uh, skill set and I think if they can somehow finagle their way into a decent big man somehow, I know there's not a ton of them in the league, but free up some cap space and maybe something comes up in the future. I don't hate the Hayward possible trade. I, I'm not a huge Celtics guy, so I don't know too much, but that's, that's my take on it. Cam? I don't know too much either. I was reading like half of our conversation yesterday. Most of the stuff I threw in there was just to get Ben all riled up um, because I know he is very passionate about the subject. I don't. Gordon Hayward is just not a name that you throw out there and you're like, oh, that's that's a stud. That's a guy that I want on my team. Uh, I get it. He's he's a nice guy and he, he you know fits in well in the culture of, of Boston. I guess he likes it. They like him, um, but you can't get attached to people like that. If he's not producing 
at a stubby rate, then you should not be afraid to get rid of him. And I would say that about any sport with any player that's not a superstar. So, I mean, Jason Tatum, don't get rid of him. Jalen Brown, they're, you know, the two play very well together. Don't get rid of him. Kemba Walker just started making some moves. Don't get rid of him. Everyone else on that team, I'd say are up for grabs. I just want to say I've caught a lot of heat on this podcast for being negative about Boston teams, uh, Tucker being negative about the Patriots. This is why you can't listen to Ben, anything he says about the Celtics. I love Ben. <laughs> but he is a Celtics, like, diehard. That's good. Good for him, you know? You have to have your diehard team. But he doesn't look at it with a critical eye at all. He loves this pick that they just made, which is bananas. Um, he, he's just gonna, he likes his guys from the Celtics. He doesn't dislike any Celtics unless they start talking badly about the Celtics like Kyrie. They're on the Celtics. He likes them. It's just you can't you can't get your your Celtics opinions from Ben because they're always going to be green teamer. The Celtics are geniuses. We're the best team in the league. Yet they have gone to the conference finals three times in the past four years and have nothing to show for it. I doubt Ben will listen to this, but if he does, he's going to come at you hard. I don't care. And <laughs> let him do it. But like what I brought up in the chat uh, yesterday was that. There's a there's like a fine line between being a young guy with good promise who's like good and making that leap to becoming a superstar. And the Celtics are kind of in that weird window where they have a few guys that really need to make that leap with Tatum and, and Brown, I think, are the two. Yeah, um, yeah. So and they're like they're on their way. They're really close to becoming those star guys, but they're just quite not there yet. And I think we like this team needs like Marcus Smart and uh, what was the other guy Kemba to maybe progress more towards in that way as well before this team becomes a championship caliber team, or they need to bring in some sort of superstar and, and empty their pockets for that guy. Um, it's just a case of when do you believe that your guys are going to become the guys of the league? And or not, or when do you sell out for new guys? They're kind of in that window. I agree. I think this roster isn't winning anything. They need to make some changes. All right, who's who, which, who's next? Who's up? I'll go. Uh, baseball. Did you hear Robinson Cano today? Yeah. Yep, tested positive that. for a, a performance enhancing drug, a drug called Sayo Stanozolo. Oh yes, I know. Yeah, that. exactly. So. Apparently, it's just a normal run-of-the-mill uh, steroid that everybody knows. You just take it if you want to get big. He can't play next year. They said, you can't play baseball this coming year. I'm done with it. Steroids, whatever. Let the guys do what they want. <laughs> play the game you love to play. It's baseball. The fact that it's cheating, it's really not cheating because anybody can freaking do it. It's not like back in the old days where people were like, what the heck is this is like magic or like a witch is brewing it in her cauldron in the back and some guy's taking this and becoming 8,000 pounds. Everybody knows what these drugs are. You can just take what you want, get a little bit bigger. Everybody's a little bit bigger. You hit more home runs. Like, who cares? Just play the game. Yeah, I'm all on your side on this, Dylan. I want my athletes as big and as strong and as good as they possibly can be like i want cheat codes in every sport i want these guys to be freaks of nature 
But it's not even a cheat code because, like, all you do is get a little bit stronger. I know, but and I'm saying if everyone – imagine you well, got yeah, pitchers well, now. Well, that's like, what was happening back in the 80s. Now you got pitchers throwing 104. The 90s. You got hitters with 70, 80 home runs a year. Like, no one's going to be like, oh, this is so annoying. That What's guy funny is this is only runs. a baseball issue. Like, if the average score of <laughs> baseball went up, like, two runs per game and the average score was, like, six to four – or, like, the average team was going, like, five or six runs a game. Is anyone complaining? The only thing that's bad about it is if it's, like, detrimental to your health. And you don't want to that, so that that promote people to, that like, was my point. becoming, so, like, like, destroying their bodies. But there has to be some sort of allowance for some of these things. Because people can take, like, creatine, which has nothing to do with, like, uh, it's not a steroid. But if you test positive for that then you're gone. Like, you could test positive for too much levels of caffeine or you have, like, Advil in your system and you get a tick and then you have to go through all these litigations to, like, prove that you're, like, I had a head cold. So, it, like, just expand the rules a little bit. Maybe allow, like, some things, but maybe not, like, the crazy ones where you, like, take a horse tranquilizer or something crazy. So I go back on – I'm back and forth on uh, steroids a lot. And uh, I think ba- I think steroids save baseball after the strike. Um I think guys like is Clements in? Clements isn't in, right? No, God, guys no. like Clements should be in. Guys like Bonds should be in. That's a different argument with that. But I know, I, agree I know, with you there. but I'm just saying. So, but here's where I go back on it: is that if you're gonna allow everyone to do it, first of all, I think it hurts the game. Um, I think it's gonna affect different people different ways, and it's. I think it's gonna hurt the game. Baseball's never been a game about go out and score 20 runs. It's, That's true. It's more about you know this. It's more about you know lasting and like strategy and so i i i I don't think it'll it'll help the game i think it'll hurt the game what's the point of watching a game you know what what's exciting about a home run if a guy if like four guys hit a hundred of them like it's not it's so and then it's also the detrimental to the health thing i think that steroids can be a problem for people i think it can end up hurting you Uh, i was watching barstool sports advisors last week and they were talking about steve mahalik or and uh he was Stu Finer, who's the guy on the show, his personal trainer, and he ended up killing himself because he was so messed up from steroids. So, but, um, th- but this is the thing. Like steroids back in the day, like these people were pumping in stuff into their bodies that we know for a fact today are so incredibly terrible for you. And these guys were taking like injections of things. Now it's like you take a like protein powder and it's got a little bit of like amino acids in it that have something on it that's apparently bad then it's like that's going to make it so you can't play 50 games. Like just expand the rules a little so, bit. Like, no, yeah, I'm all for that. I'm for the rules being relaxed. They just relaxed the marijuana policy recently. I'm, I'm cool for the rules being relaxed. Um, I know when Julian Edelman got busted for H, for whatever he was doing, HGH or whatever, he it was, it was steroids. I don't know what it was, but it was right after his knee injury, and he was trying to come back healthy, and I was happy he did it. Because he came back, that. he got a four-game suspension. He came back healthy. He came back good to go. Like, and now he's riddled with injuries. So it's all because of that. No, I'm no <laughs> but just like if you like, I, I have no problem with the the situations being relaxed. Like Edelman was just trying to get back healthy. He wasn't using it during the season to get good. He was using it to get himself right and get healthy. And uh, yeah, so I'm fine with the rules being relaxed. Cam, steroids. What's your thoughts? I feel like we've had this conversation before. Um, I think either either everybody needs to take them or nobody does. I prefer the first one. Uh, everybody takes steroids. We just see what happens. 
this would have been a great year for it. It's an asterisk anyway. Just everybody get juiced up. They should have a purge year. Like once every 20 years or something, there's just a, a steroid purge where if you want, no it, rules. want to take them, go for it. Juice the bats. Juice the if bats. You got smoke one them. field that everyone plays in. It's like a two-week tournament. Uh, I don't know. I think when you when you have this conversation, <laughs> you just um, you got to get creative with it because, I mean, I, I don't think you should take steroids, and if you do, I think everybody's got to take them, and you got to make it fun. Yeah, but like I played college baseball, and we were not very good comparative to like relative to you know actually good teams. But anyone, seventy five percent of the guys on my team took like. Uh, protein or other stuff that's niche that's like it's it's not even it's not one it's not bad for you two it like just makes it so you can like work out a little bit harder it's not like you're pumping yourself full of like these things that are just like destroying your bone marrow or something like that people used to it and like this Trey me and Trey have uh, a bit of experience with the performance enhancing supplements from, uh, <laughs> I forgot about this. Yeah, so if you don't know that story, uh, opening night, senior year, football, <laughs> somebody, I don't remember who it was, Farnham, I think, came into the, one of our teammates yep, came into the locker works. room with, with some green liquid, and he said, yo, this makes you, like, not sweat, you hold in all your energy, like, you don't get tired, like, just take a shot of this, and we're all going to go out and ball out. So I go, Josh Sampson. So we're all, we're all, <laughs> we're all 14 to 18 years old, we're like, Yep, this is this is right. This is correct. So we all take a nice swig, nice shot of the green juice. Not halfway through the fourth quarter, half of our team is puking. The others doubled over, like exhausted, just like sweating their butt off. We got absolutely smacked that game. I ended up getting injured. Um, it was just a mess, and our coach was not very happy with us. So don't mess around with performance enhancing oh, that was the juices stuff. There's a lot of uh, we had pasta dinner before the game. There's a lot of pasta on the field that night. That's all I got to say. I remember Adam Finnegan walking over to the to, – after like a five-yard run, walking over to the sideline and just letting loose. It was beautiful. Beautiful sight. All right, uh, Tucker. Um, so I was watching a game with Trey this weekend, Bills Cardinals, and was watching one of the most incredible plays I've ever watched in my life. And everyone's talking about the catch, the catch, the catch. But not enough people are talking about the throw. Because do you know how many people in the NFL could scramble out of the pocket like that with defenders draped all over them, recover, and then throw a 50-yard bomb off on balance. a dot off balance? He was like, his chest maybe was open, right? Two. Yeah. Like, I would say two. I'd say the only other one, maybe Deshaun Watson. Russell Wilson. Maybe Russell Wilson. I'm going to say – so my way to take this week is – Kyler Murray is a top ten, five quarterback in the NFL already. Top ten, five. Jeez. Top five quarterback in the NFL already. Okay, this is the overreaction take of the year. Overreaction, I don't care. And he is one of the first – I mean, he's just a mobile quarterback that also is a great passer. And I think that's a huge deal in terms of advancing the mobile quarterback – uh, agenda is having a guy that's also a great passer, a guy that can run, but also Not can Lamar. sit in the pocket and throw. Okay, can I touch? Can I touch? Love it. Yes, please. This is a, this is not true. This is not <laughs> a correct take. He's a good quarterback. Give me your top five. 
uh, Will, uh, Mahomes, Wilson, geez, off the top of my head, uh, Bree, Breeze, nope, Brady. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, uh, yeah. Drew Breeze uh, can't throw – Drew Breeze can throw the ball 50 yards. Um, <laughs> not Kyler. Kyler's probably top 15. But, top 15? Um, top 10, wow. Top If top I had a list in front of me, I could definitely could pick out a bunch better, better than him. But anyways, he's, he's a good quarterback. He's and. Good. But the thing is, you say people are underrating the throw. The throw was incredible. We were we were watching with our grandmother, and we were both like, "What the hell?" And she was like, "What what happened?" And yeah. we're like, <laughs> She's like, "Was that good?" Yeah, we we're like, "Trust me, you don't understand." But um, it was it was an unbelievable throw, and um, <laughs> it just almost fell. It was an unbelievable fr- throw, and um. The catch though is important, and the guy who's catching it is important. Oh, it was. An There's maybe catch. three three receivers who pull that down in the league. Um, so I, I just think he's good. He's in his second year. You got to give him time. He may end well end up being a top five quarterback in the league, but he's he not currently. He's currently the youngest guy that has the most upside potential in the future. I don't know. I think Burrow has more upside. I I don't know. I as a quarterback, Kyler Murray. Like Tuck said, he's got both of those weapons. Maybe he's not 10 out of 10s on those things, but currently, what is he, 7 out of 10s on both of those things? No. So he just got room to grow in those two aspects, and he can is the thing. Like Not a lot of quarterbacks can say that, that they have the tools to becoming really, really good at running and passing. Let's get our quarterback in on this. Cam? So what – are you talking this year at this very moment? Currently, yes. Currently. I'm not going to say that, but that's what Tuck said. That was my take. Currently, yeah. He's top five. That's a QB talking. I would say it goes <laughs> – it goes um, – well, it's just this day and age. I mean, they could change that. Like, I would have said Lamar was a top, you know, five quarterback last year. I wouldn't have. And it changes yearly. They figure He's players like this out. That being said, it would be Mahomes, Wilson, um, going through conferences here, Rodgers. Um, those were the three. Yeah, Austin, Rogers. I didn't say Rodgers. Those, those were the three I had solidly above what? him. Like, for sure above him, Mahomes, Wilson, Rodgers. And three. then I said, I, I didn't, I'd say that's debatable. And then I had Brady as a debatable, and I had Deshaun Watson as a maybe, but probably not. Deshaun Watson's really good as teams awful. Yeah, I mean, it's t- yeah, so it's tough to say because if Deshaun's on the Cardinals, I think he probably plays better. Um, if Brady's on the Cardinals, he probably doesn't play better because it's not that it's not built worse. around a quarterback like Brady. So it all depends. I mean. Based on how they're playing this year all around, yeah, Kyler Murray's, I mean, quarterback, maybe, like, throwing the ball, probably not, but he's got, like, the third most rushing, rushing touchdowns this year or something. He's so, in know, the top wise, ten in the league in rushing the quarterback, yards. Sure. Okay, he's, a yeah, top ten he's rusher playing, in the He's NFL. playing balls out, no doubt. I he's disagree. Playing, he's nuts this year. He's, you know, he's playing like Lamar did last year. I mean, just a little bit different, a little bit, you know, not as as good, but people forget he's good. He's good. I he was my preseason uh, MVP. 
choice. He's not in the talk, is he? Yeah, he's kind of in the talk. I, I think he's like talk. fringe. I mean, it's Mahomes, I think, pretty far ben out. Ben Roethlisberger. And then I think, um, <laughs> I think Russell, Wilson, Russell Wilson has had a very large drop-off the last three weeks. This year, I'd take Roethlisberger over him. Not for the going forward, but this year. Probably. Depends on the team, though. It's the same thing. Roethlisberger's not playing that well either. All right, um, Tucker, I just want to say you're putting all your fraud. chips on the table with the Cardinals who you called frauds not three weeks ago. I didn't call them a fraud. You did. I, I You That's did. We have the tapes. Play the tapes. Check the receipts. Did I, I don't think I called them a fraud. I'm almost positive you did. No, I didn't. I called I called, um, I called. a different playoff team a fraud. Did I call the Cardinals a fraud? Yeah, I think you called the Cardinals okay, a fraud. Okay, I was about to call them my fraud of the week, but I'm, no, I can't. Um, I didn't call them a fraud ever. Uh, I called, who did I call a fraud a few weeks ago that was a playoff? Oh, I called the Packers a fraud. Alright, speaking of frauds, fraud of the week. Um, I don't have one this week. I don't have a fraud. No one stood out to me as a fraud. I've already called the teams that played fraudulent frauds, like the Ravens. Um, so I don't have a fraud. Are you ready to take back your Tampa Bay or Brady fraud from last week? I didn't call... You never called Brady I never called I never called Tampa Bay or Brady a fraud. I just apologized to Tom because oh, okay, he right, is right, a god right. and we are sorry. we were I lucky to have something. him on our team for twenty years. Sorry. So I needed to <laughs> sorry. Does anybody have a fraud this week? I really don't. I will uh, re emphasize I'll re emphasize one of uh, Tucker's frauds, Anthony Lynn of the Chargers. Thank you. Continuing to, to just disappoint all fans that they have left. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, it's really just sad how how bad of a coach that he is. They are a two-win team that could easily be an eight-win team. Not easily, but, I mean, a couple coaching decisions and, you know, maybe a little bit more prep in, in practice. They have a rookie quarterback who is right now playing – the best football out of all the rookies, and that's just because Joe Burrow's line is atrocious, um, and Tua just hasn't played enough. But um, yeah, go ahead and re- re-emphasize the Jeremy Lin date. You know what? I do have a fraud. My fraud is the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> um, like Tucker said, we all saw how that game ended, and you know. First of all, just that play I want to go over. They had guys covering the flat. There was three guys on DeAndre Hopkins. There should have been six. God knows why you're covering the flat in that situation. You think Kyler's going to really make that play on you and, and dance around the field for 50 yards? And, Maybe. No. He's a top five quarterback in the NFL. And he's also as tall as his beer bottle. Like You can tackle him. He's not not tackleable. So, he's shifty. Um, the Dolphins are on the rise. I've gone 180. When Cam said the Dolphins were his team, I didn't buy into it. They are a good team. Dolphins are a good team. That was episode two. The Dolphins episode are two. So 45 weeks ago. Uh, but they're a good team. They're building. I think they could potentially – Tua's got something. And they could potentially overtake them for the division. I just think the, the Josh Allen is a turnover waiting to happen. I don't know what it is about him. He's so in his own head. He, like, wants to make every play a plus play when sometimes you just can't. Um, so I think the Bills – I do think they'll end up winning the division. Um, but I think they're one-and-done team. I think they won't make a pass the first round. Now, 
I want to call someone – what's a level below a fraud? Not a fraud. A pretender. A pretender. And this is going to be hot. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a pretender. No. What are hear you me out. About? Do you want to hear the Pittsburgh Steelers schedule so far? They beat the Giants in week one, the Broncos in week two, the Texans in week three, the Eagles in week four, the Browns in week five, the Cowboys in week eight, the Bengals in week nine. The only two teams they've beaten are the Ravens and the Titans. The Browns are a good team. Those are the two, but the two best teams. They destroyed the Browns. Yeah, Browns are a good team. Okay, so. So three teams. Three teams, I guess. But the Ravens are frauds. So, two teams. The Titans have been called frauds. The three teams that they've beaten, we've called frauds. Who called the Who called the Browns frauds? I think Cam. Maybe. All right. But um, I think the Steelers are a good team. I think they're a good running I team. I think they're good. I don't think they're a, I don't think they're a contender. I never had them coming out of the AFC. AFC, by the way, I never had that. Not once. Um, the undefeated team late in the year always ends up screwing it up. Whether it be the Patriots in the Super Bowl or anything else, um, they always end up screwing it up. Um, they will make it to at least they'll make it to the AFC Championship. I'm ready to say that they're hard to defend. They're, they've got a good defense and they're hard to defend. They've got a good running game and they've got too many guys to cover. I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is that good. I think I think he is. I think he's he's I think he's okay. He's serviceable. I think he can get you there. That's what I've been saying about this these these Patriots team. All you need is a serviceable quarterback with good coaching. That's all you need to win in this league. And a guy who doesn't turn the ball over. And that's what Ben Roethlisberger's been. Dylan, Steelers frauds? No, not at all. They're having Pretenders, lost. pretenders. Okay. I, I said that I said I wanted a level below fraud. You're, you're playing on a weak argument here. You're saying that just because they won all of their games means that they're pretenders. I'm saying right. that they haven't beat no, I know great what you're teams. Saying, I think they, they play the Chiefs. I think they get their ass whooped. Hell, you know what? Here's a take. They're going to lose to the Colts. Colts are so, such massive frauds, it's embarrassing. They're going to lose to the Colts. Uh, They're going to lose to the Colts. Are the Steelers pretenders? Yeah, I'm I'm leaning off the Steelers train. I'm, I'm recording. <laughs> Anyway, um, defense is great still. I don't think Big Ben is is terrific. I think he's actually their weakest link. Um, but at the end of the day, it is Big Ben. Um, the guy is known for you know making it happen in the fourth quarter. Um, he's got two Super Bowls under his belt, so anything can happen. There's no possible world where you can call the Steelers frauds um, until they blow it in the playoffs because they're making the playoffs. Um, there's just too much. I mean, with Big Ben and then a team that has, is undefeated and looks good on paper, I mean, you can't really call them frauds. All right. Um, so let's go on to talk about this Patriots game. As a senior authority on the Patriots, backed up by the number one sports radio talk show in Boston, Felger and Mass, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like to lay it off. This team is confusing um i still don't think they're making the playoffs but there is a path and there there is a way they could do it um my point of my call into that that show was how they play to their competition so they've played the teams that are good well they've played well against teams. they won some they lost some. 
but they still played well. They were Brian Hoyer and uh, a Cam Newton fumble away from being six and four right now. Um, so it's just entirely frustrating to me. You look at week one against the Dolphins. Ended up being a solid team. They played well against them. Uh, week two against Seahawks. Good team. Suspect defense. Good team. Played well against them. Week three against the Raiders. Decent team. Played decent enough to win the game. Not their best game. And then, like, the Chiefs, we all know about. And then this is last game. These two last games are the biggest picture for me. You almost lost to the winless Jets, who threw the game to you because they want Trevor Lawrence. And then you come out and put on a clinic against the Ravens. I mean, this Ravens game shouldn't have been that close. Cam Newton was one bad throw away from making it a two-score game late. Um, But it's just entirely frustrating to me because what's ultimately going to happen is we're going to end up with a middle-round draft pick. Um, And I've said that I want them to be competitive during this rebuild. Competitive, I want them to – meaning I want them to be in play for division titles. Um, So we'll see if that shakes out. I don't think it will. Um, But it's just – it's super frustrating to me. This next week against the Texans, Texans are a bad team. I guarantee you it will be a close game. I guarantee it. Uh, Cam, go ahead. You're on mute. So um, this – no, I'm not. I think um, this is like the worst possible situation for you guys. My 7-9 take looks great right now, by the way. Um, Called that episode two as well. Maybe not episode two. Maybe a little later. But um, anyway, the the problem is if you had Brady at quarterback, or if this was last year's team where you're you know you just beat on beat the Ravens, you got a you know a, not an easy opponent because you guys struggle against the Texans. Um, but if you were in this situation with Brady, you guys are hoping to make the playoffs right now. You're like just get us in the playoffs, we'll make it happen. Now I wouldn't be rooting for the playoffs even still, just because yeah you have Bill. But you have Cam Newton, who is just not – he's a liability. Um, I, I, I don't know. You guys are in a tough spot. I i probably would have wanted to win that last game just for pride and, like, yeah, we – There are rivals, too. But so. uh, I don't know, man. So, listen. If they play like they did the other night and they're starting – these last two games, it's been competitive competitive games that they've won. And, and despite the competition, they've put together a little something. Here's their schedule going forward. I want to get a win-loss from you guys. Texans, win. Loss. Tucker? Win. Cam? Um, loss. All right, Cardinals. I'm, this is going to shock you. Win. Loss. Win. Loss. Uh, Chargers, win. 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 Chargers will lose in some pathetic way. Rams, loss. Yep. Win. No, that's a loss. That's a loss. They're very good. Win. Rams. Big ol' fat L. Um, Dolphins, win. Loss. Um, win. I mean, defense comes... Never mind. Loss. Bills, loss. Loss. Win. Bills looking bad. Where is it? Uh, That's in, in New England. In New England. Not like it matters. COVID. Win. It um, does, though. Um, Jets win. It does in Buffalo. Win. So Tucker and I... Win. Tucker and I have them in playoffs, basically. You have 10-6. I have an 11-5. and five. 
Or I have seven and nine. So Tucker and I have him in. Dylan and Dylan has him I in the hunt. Eight. Dylan has him in the hunt. Cam has him out. So, but this schedule isn't very strong going forward. No. The way you just I've played been, against Lamar. I've been looking at it every single day. The way you play against Lamar, <laughs> you can play that way against Watson and Murray and win those games. Chargers bad. The Rams are good. The Dolphins are getting better, but you've owned them. Um, you beat them week one. The Bills are a good team that could be close. It was close last time. And the Jets are a dumpster fire. So there's a path. They could get in. That's all I'm saying. Um, I think the path is literally 8-8, eight and 9-7. Eight, and seven. So they pick up a game or two, win the game. No, in the hunt right now, play? six and not three. in the AFC. AFC is tough AFC. right now. I'd say, I'd say nine and seven. You're out. Ten and six. It's it's ten and six, nine and seven. That's where you need to get okay. to have a shot. Ten and six, I think you're in, guaranteed. Nine and seven, you're close. No, not not guaranteed. Eight and not eight, guaranteed. you're not. They were eleven. They were eleven and five the year they missed the playoffs. But there's an extra team now, and there might be That's two. True. There might be two extra teams. So I think ten and six, you're a lock. If yeah, you win ten games, you're in. That. I hate that. Um, I love it. I so it. and the Patriots need game, games to get canceled because of COVID. That'll help their case even more. But I'm just saying, if they play the way they played the other night, Lamar Jackson is a massive fraud. By the way, we've called it on this podcast. Tucker had it first. Absolute massive fraud. Bum of a quarterback. Um, the rain was against him. God is a Patriots fan. He turned up the rain machine every time the Ravens had the ball. They, they rushed two on him. They just dared him. They're like, throw the ball. Yeah. Throw no. the ball, Lamar. Just do it. Um, so I think it's there. I'm excited. Jacoby Myers can play. What a pass. Best ball of the season. Rushing two is like not seen like ever, is it? Mm-hmm. I've never really seen it. What do you mean? Ru- like oh, rushing two on a team. I don't know. They – they have no pass rush. I mean, that's part of it. So they can't really rush anybody. But. but, I mean, rushing two is unheard of. But I like where this team's at. You've got Cam Newton, who seems to have gotten over the COVID thing. You've got Damian Harris emerging as a power runner. You have Jacoby Myers balling his ass off for no reason whatsoever. And your defensive secondary is nasty. Um, I have breaking news. Hit me with it. Uh, Clay Thompson may have suffered a significant Achilles that injury That happened today. like a, an hour ago. But no, it's just, they're saying that it might be a significant Achilles injury. Like, he might be out for the year. Yeah, um, I, I'd have heard that. Oh, but really? I just got the notification. Much like the Josh Norman of the Bills news. It broke a while ago, but yes. Uh, I'm always late. All right. Um, other games we want to talk about? Um, We kind of already touched on the Bills-Cardinals game. Which was a big one. Uh, I'm looking at the schedule right now to see what else was a big game. I, I, I Let's talk Giants. We did our Patriots minute. Let's do Giants minute. I like the Giants, man. Are they bad? No. I, I'm not sure if they're bad. No, they're, yes, no, they are bad. No one knows. No, they are bad. But they're good enough to win that division. I, and I'd say they're better than the Eagles. They're playing the hardest out of that division. They, Danny Dimes might have something. I've come all the way around on him. I told Cam, I like him. Give him more chance. He might have something. Some balls he throws are beautiful. So give him some time. Get him some weapons. I think the Giants are are coming around, Cam. They may make the playoffs. They might win that division. How do you I, feel about it? I love the Giants right now. You know my love-hate relationship with Daniel. Um, this week is definitely a love. That dude, I've said this before. Saquon getting hurt was the best thing that could have happened for that team. Daniel Dimes knew he had to step up. They couldn't just hand the ball off anymore, and he couldn't play the Ryan Tannehill role where he's just doing what he has to because the team wasn't good. He took it upon himself to be the leading rusher on the team every single game. 
Um, and he has Wayne Gallman to hand it off to and, and, you know, when you need three, four yards, because that dude is balling out. He wants a starting job. Give it to him. Trade Saquon for a lot. I don't care at this point. Rebuild the team around Danny. Um, I think the Eagles tie is really going to shoot us in the foot a little bit, I think, going forward, because we're just going to have to play one game better than them. Uh, and we have a similar schedule. So, I mean, I'm hoping for the Giants to make the playoffs. It would be unreal. I don't care about draft picks at this point. I'm convinced draft picks don't matter unless you have the first three. Um, be, uh, it's kind of a toss-up after that. I, I, I love the I team agree. right now. Um, I'm hopeful. So, let me, here's a crazy stat. The Giants have have been have all their losses have been by less by four points or less, except to the Niners, who were a good team before all their injuries. What do you think of the Giants still? Yeah, the Giants and the Chargers. The Giants and the Chargers. Every single year that they weren't making the playoffs, all their games were like that. Always losing by a, you know less than a touchdown, a touchdown, one score. Um, that's just notorious. Like Phil Rivers, Eli Manning. Is what you thought it was, and it's actually just the organization, the Giants and the Chargers, just do that. So it's kind of funny. It's happened for a while now. Giants still. They're in that spot in that terrible division, and it's hilarious, but they still have a chance. <laughs> so, uh, like Cam said, Saquon being out, well, that's division. good because they can uh, grow as a team around, you know, their other weapons. And I like, uh, I, I like Danny. He's, he's he's playing good. I like him. So I, I feel like the Giants are in the worst spot. When they get Saquon back, hopefully they can be that much better. Okay. Um, one thing I want to touch on running backs. Cam said, get rid of Saquon. People might think that's crazy. I think running backs, this might be a waste of tape. I think running back is the most overrated position in football. I don't think you need a good running back. Like, I think anyone can run hard and get through holes and be good. Just look at Damian Harris. Like, look at... Uh, Garrett Blount. Like, look at these these no names for the Patriots. Patriots treat running back like nothing. You don't take. They took one running back high recently, and he sucks. You don't need to draft a running back high. Running backs do not make that much of a difference. That might be a waste to take. I also have breaking news. The Celtics have made their next draft pick. It's Peyton Pritchard, the point guard out of Oregon. Another another two out of ten pick for me. Uh, why are they getting a small guy? Yeah, Tucker, Celtics pick. Um. Well, Ben was just telling us about how we don't need a guard, we don't need a guard, we don't need a guard, and then we get a guard with our other pick when there's big men on the board that are... I mean, I'm looking at the top player right now is a 6'10 power forward that um, is a great rim protector. I think it's garbage. Sounds good to me. I should have would have taken yeah, that guy. right? A 6'10 power forward? I feel like that's the guy you wanted there. If you don't want a guard, I mean, they made it clear by taking that small forward, they don't want a guard, and then they take a guard with their next pick. It's I, I, I why not trade doing. up? I don't know what they're doing. Um, okay, do we have any other games we want to? Talk I want about? to talk about the Rams a little bit because I think they might be a contender. So Cam was saying this. Cam yep. said he likes the Rams. I don't know what to make of the Rams. I think Jared Goff is an absolute bomb. He's a liability. I disagree. I, but I think they're a solid team. Well, here, here's my reasoning behind it is the Rams and Jared Goff in particular is notorious for just not – he plays well against bad defenses and he plays terrible against good defenses. And the NFC right now, I 
don't know a team that's playoff bound that has a good defense, except maybe the the Bucks because they can get a you know decent run game defense on. But I mean, I can't think of a team in the NFC that that really stands out to me defensively, besides the Rams. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So I think the Rams are good. I, I, you guys know me, big Super Bowl hangover guy. I think last year was a Super Bowl hangover. You lose that game, you're destined to fail. Um, I, I do think there's a stronger team in the NFC, and I know I backed off them for my Super Bowl pick to go to the Bucks. I'm now off the Bucks. I'm back on the Saints. I think the Saints are the strongest team in the NFC. I think the Saints are very strong. I think it will be a Saints Rams. Um, yeah, that's what Cam yep. said. Um, I agree with I agree with Saints. I, don't, I haven't seen I haven't watched enough Rams football this year. I know they're solid, um, but I think those Saints are coming out of the NFC. I mean, right they held the Russ to 16 points. Jalen Ramsey shut down DK Metcalf. I mean, I think this team's a legit defense contender. wins championships. I think this team's a legit contender. I think they have the pieces that it takes to win a championship. Their offense isn't a top tier offense, but I mean, I think their defense can compete with any team in the league. And I think their offense is good enough where they can put up points. Ramsdale? They play good D. That's about all I got. Checked out over here on Twitter. Yeah, I'm trying to find our quote of the week. I can't friggin' find anything. New new segment, quote of the week, and Dylan can't find anything. I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying, segment. trying to find... Just, there's, there's just a hot he quote. Just, Dylan wanted to do quote of the week. Quote of the can't week. can't find a quote. I'm looking on Twitter. Uh... Here we go. Aaron Neesmith. Thought today would be a good day to make a Twitter. I hate Aaron Neesmith already. Um, all right. Do we I kind of like that tweet, though. Do we have <laughs> Do we have anything else? Do, uh, uh, Alex Smith, first start oh, in forever. Comeback player of the year looking strong. Yes. Just for the story. And they were mentioning in the broadcast. I don't think he's playing like particularly well. I don't think he will ever play particularly well again, but the story is big. He still looks weird. He looks weird. Something looks off with his life. Yeah, it's not right. It's like he's had, like, a flesh-eating virus or something. Yeah. Right? Dave Ortiz, uh, 45 today. Happy birthday. Legend of the game. All right. Um, so, shorter week. I guess we're, we're wrapping it up. Uh, check us out on our socials. Um, keep getting ready for that Wasted Takes uh, award show. The, t- the Wasties. What is it? The, the- Wasties. What did we say it was? The WTs, like, the Wasties. I like the. I think it was the Wasties. The Wasties. Get ready for that. Coming soon. Um, and uh, thanks for being waste with us. We'll see you next week. See ya.